You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Rayner Roberts. This is Echo and Narcissus. Chapter 5 In which the Salt Circus has surprises in store for Kurt. With Shell's words still ringing in his ears, Kurt stared at her. What do you mean, circus freaks? Not a fan? she said archly. Shame. I've heard the latest show is very good. They have a real sea monster on stage, and other novelties. The usual sort of thing. Girls with scales, boys with tails. He didn't have time to dig further into how much she knew, because Brennan had left Mr Grayson's side and was arrowing in his direction. Shell, Brennan said, kissing Kurt on the cheek in a blatant act of territory-marking. Mike, she replied with a chilly smile, come to steal my job. We're not staying long. Sweet that you think that. They gazed at each other, entirely unfriendly. There was something else hovering there between them. They were both trying to pretend it wasn't. Moment of understanding, perhaps, a secret backstory. Unspoken flirtation. Kurt cleared his throat. Nearly done with business? Doesn't look like they're serving solid food any time soon. We're not staying, said Brennan. Change of plan. You and I are dropping by the evening showing of the Salt Circus tonight. Bloody hell, when he said change of plan, he really meant it. Got a thing for clowns, have you? asked Kurt forcing himself to sip, not gulp, the whiskey in his hand. Important to keep his head clear. Just a bit of business for Mr Grayson. Won't take long. Come on, I'll treat you to a bag of popcorn. Then we can get back to our well-earned vacation. Oh, said Kurt, draining his glass. Well, if there's going to be popcorn, let's swing by the circus. Evening fell slowly this far south. It was still light out, although the colour was fading from the sky, like the echo monochrome aesthetic was spreading across the world. Kurt and Brennan caught the light rail between Echo and Narcissus, which ran straight past the showground. It started raining again, the long drips of heavy water streaking through the coloured lights from the carnival. Mr Grayson had sent several of his henchmen with them, hulking figures in tailored suits, who stuck close like pinstriped shadows. This meant Brennan and Kurt did not have a chance to talk privately on the train, and they even had to be careful as they made the walk from the station to the warm glow of the big top, sharing an umbrella, a little behind the line of square-shouldered henchmen. You said, Kurt began, Brennan looked distracted. I know, this is important. Evac plan the same? Kurt knew he should go along with it. Hightail it to the other end of the city, evacuate their own circus long before Mr Grayson learned there were dragons nearby. But the thought of leaving Brennan here. He wasn't sure he was going to obey orders if it came to that. Yes, I think so, said Brennan quietly leaning back into Kurt so they could talk while hardly making a sound. Stick with me for now. Always do. 
if there was a sea monster in this circus, as all the posters claimed, then wet sea monster smelled a lot like wet dragon. Kurt was hit by a wave of homesickness as they queued up to enter the big top that wasn't theirs to see a circus he didn't care about. He didn't even enjoy watching the circus he did care about. Home. Was Finn doing all right by the baby dragons? Or had she run off to another party? Did she remember that Ix liked her raw meat pureed? Or that Heliotrope couldn't be trusted to share a water dish? Did Inga realise what danger they could all be in? Would Riff lay down his life to stop the dragons being taken? Kurt wished they were back in Candle where he could see death coming from a mile away. No wonder Brennan had stayed away from Echo and Narcissus all these years. Lenny, one of Grayson's men, spies or henchmen, probably both, paid for their tickets and waved Brennan and Kurt impatiently forward into the tent. Oh, hell, he was actually going to have to watch a circus performance, one of his least favourite ways to spend time. Couldn't I just... Kurt started to say, but Brennan wrapped an arm around his waist and glared at him. Worst date ever. Their seats were good, about halfway up the centre bank. Not what Kurt would have preferred, right at the top with no one at his back. But it meant visibility was good for the most of the big top interior. That was important, because the lighting was lower than Kurt was used to in their own big top. There were shadows on shadows, creating far too many blind spots in the arena. One wonders what they want to hide, Brennan said in Kurt's ear. They couldn't speak much to each other without being overheard by Grayson's goons, which meant Kurt would not be able to enjoy full-running expert commentary of how much this circus sucked compared to their own. Brennan couldn't afford to let slip how much he knew about this industry. He was almost disappointed about that. Are we looking for something in particular, babe? He asked, just as low. He got a slight startled twitch from Brennan at the pet name, instead of the usual boss. I'll know it when I see it, said Brennan, calm as a cucumber. So who's Elodie? Kurt asked, loud enough to make it clear he didn't care who heard. One of the henchmen twitched. What do you know about her? Brennan asked, getting in the game. He sounded every inch the annoyed boyfriend. Only what your shell told me. She's not my... Don't start. Can't help if you don't tell me things. Elodie is Mr Grayson's granddaughter, currently missing. And he wants you to find her. Kurt stared at Brennan, all pretense falling away. You took the job, didn't you? I'll get it sorted. Couple of days, tops. We have rooms booked in Tintelegra, Kurt put in. A reminder that they were still supposed to be faking it. But oh no, a girl's in trouble, so you have to play the hero first, I suppose. Brennan gave him a long look. Just a few days, he said softly. Because of course that old man was canny. He'd given Brennan a damsel in distress job. Protect the family. Something small and personal. After that, there would be another and another. So we're not going to Tintelegra, Kurt said quietly. 
hoping Brennan would hear the unspoken, So how likely is it you'll meet us in Wistwater? Brennan put his hand over Kurt's. We'll see. Might be an easy one. They think she ran away with the circus. Kurt laughed hoarsely. Do kids really do that these days? You'd be surprised. Music rolled in like thunder, a steady low beat of drums and bass. Then lights, sparkling and fierce, but still in tight spotlights, leaving the rest of the stage in darkness. The ringmaster appeared in a puff of smoke. He was a large man with beaded locks falling to his waist, a wide-lapelled leather suit in purple and green, trailing tendrils of lace all the way to the floor and beyond. Creatures of the night, welcome one and all to the salt circus. Layers of filmy, translucent fabric spiralled out from the ceiling in layers that gave the impression the stage was now an underwater tank. Trapeze artists and acrobats swam through the air, adding to the illusion, and then actual fish appeared to swing alongside them. Kurt tilted his head slightly, trying to see how the trick was done. Mirrors, said Brennan with confidence. You can't just say mirrors. That's not an explanation. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> Fuck off. They were both laughing, almost like it was a real date. The ringmaster rose through the air, bobbing gently like an anchored boat tugging against the tide. Tonight, our lucky audience, you will see Anemone Star and her magnificent octopus acrobats. Nessie and Kelpie, the crab claw crowns, and the terrible deep water sea monster. But first, our surprise act. Guests from across the land sharing their extraordinary talents with you. Kurt was trying to listen, but it was hard because Brennan was whispering in his ear again, barely making a sound. Second interval. You should do the thing. The thing where I. Kurt replied, his own mouth whispering into Brennan's neck. The thing where I sneak away from these extreme armed gentlemen and talk our entire circus into fleeing the city in the middle of the night, leaving their beloved gaffer behind. Indeed. You want me to watch two whole acts first? Trying to kill me, but... Babe. Brennan kissed him, probably to shut him up though it was a far more interesting performance than anything the Salt Circus had to offer. Our friends and guest artists joining us for the very first time, the Dragon Circus. One minute, Kurt was wondering how much tongue was required to authentically kiss a fake boyfriend, and the next, nothing but air. What? He and Brennan choked at the same time. Hey, heard this lot were in town, said Lenny cheerfully, leaning back to steal some of Kurt's popcorn. Never seen a real dragon before. You reckon they're real? It's all illusion and shit, right? Said one of Grayson's other goons, his mouth wrapped around a toffee apple. They do it with mirrors. Dragons flew across the stage. A beautiful choreographed flight of red and bronze and green. 
Finn rode red, wearing her best spangles. Puck sat astride bronze in his matching outfit. And Inga. It was Inga on the back of green like she'd lived there her whole life. Brennan mouthed something that looked a lot like, I'm going to kill them. Kurt leaned in like he was going for another kiss. Might stretch my legs during the first interval after all, he murmured. Grab some fairy floss. Care to join me? Brennan shook off his surprise, returning to his calm and unruffled demeanour. You go, he said. Lenny and I have business to handle. See you back here for the second act. What the fuck, said Kurt, when he caught up with Finn outside one of the changing tents that was set up outside the big top. Seriously? You're here, Finn squealed and threw her arms around his neck. Everyone was so worried about you. I was gone. Half a day, he protested. How does this happen in half a day? Are you not capable of being bored for five minutes? Familiar faces flashed in and out of the dressing tents, mingling with the strangers from the salt circus. So much for extracting themselves from the city before anyone knew they were here. Their people were integrated. He'd have to talk to each of them individually. Mum got this bee in her bonnet about our lot getting restless with no shows to worry about, chattered Finn. And then the salt circus sent over a, like, delegation, and next thing you know, womp! Womp. Kurt repeated. Finn did a flourishy twirl, which apparently explained everything. No rehearsals, straight into performance. Where's Magellan? She's taking the night off. She and Mama are are at the hospital with Carlotta and the baby. And she gave the Carnies and the crew two days shore leave, so half of them took off for some casino, and what's with your face? My face is fine. That's your pissed off face. Finn, where are the babies? Kurt growled. The baby dragons couldn't perform yet. They still got startled by bright lights. If Inga and the clowns were on stage and Puck and Finn busy with their adult dragons, Kurt should be minding the babies, guarding them. That was his job. He'd got so caught up in this fake boyfriend bullshit, trotting around after Brennan with hearts in his eyes. Don't worry, Finn said with a shrug. The gaffer sorted that. The new security team he hired turned up this afternoon. Kurt's mouth went dry. All right, he said, not wanting to melt down in front of her. I knew about them. Grayson's, yeah? That's right, said Finn, like it was nothing. And the babies were, I mean, you're okay, having someone else mind them. The gaffer approved them. They must be okay. Did they have, like, paperwork? His signature? How had this happened? How could Puck and Finn have just left the babies in the care of strangers because someone flashed Brennan's name around? Finn snorted at him. We're not idiots, Kurt. We have some idea of security. Brennan vouched for them in person. Didn't he tell you? In person. At some point today, in between Kurt leaving Finn at the campsite and Kurt riding up that elevator in the Astley Hotel, Brennan had doubled back and... No, couldn't be. He would have said something. 
they had time alone, he could have so security teams just back at the campsite, minding the babies. Duh, Kurt, keep up. We're moving on our shit up here tomorrow, the salt circus said, the more the merrier. So the gaffer took the babies for now, keep them from getting all unsettled. He said it'd be fine. Those dudes are experts. Dragon experts. Proper vets and everything, which is great because there was no one decent in Candle to check them over. I told you Narcissus was the shit. Best host city ever. Where did they take them? Is something wrong? I don't like not knowing, Kurt said frantically. You must have asked. Finn pulled a face. Brennan said it was on a need-to-know basis. I'm still on some kind of probation after ducking off for that party. Like he didn't go missing too. Anyway, you should just ask him. He always tells you stuff like that. Right. I should ask Brennan. Kurt should punch him. Then ask him. Finn turned joyfully towards Puck as the lanky lad passed them both with a string of sausages in one hand and all three adult dragons following with their eyes on the meat. Ready for the next act? Puck grinned, looking tired but happy behind his excessive eyeliner. You would believe this lot, he told Kurt. So great. No rehearsals. They just waved us all in. Apparently they improvise half their acts, say it's more of a fresh take for the audience if it's different every night. Total nutters. But they're paying union rates and a cut of the door. Aren't you going to wish us luck? Finn demanded. Kurt, we've hardly seen you all day. Break a leg, said Kurt quickly, already moving away and past her. You'll be great. Best circus ever. I've got to, you know, talk to the gaffer. How the hell had this happened? And where were their baby dragons now? Thanks for listening to Sheet Might Fly. You can sign up to my author newsletter for updates, follow me on Twitter at TansyRR or at Sheet Might Fly. Find me on Facebook at TansyRR Books. And if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of cool rewards, early ebooks, and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. See you next week.